actually interested in listening to the lyrics of that song there. Um, you know, I picked the song out, and it's funny because the Lord let me pick the song out, but I was listening to it, but now listening to it here, it actually ties into the message. <laughs> um, we're going to continue on the theme of the kingdom of God, but, you know, um, it's important that, you know, for us to be like Christ is we have to go and we have to move in the kingdom of God because we, we I mentioned it before that that is the one thing that Jesus talked about the most, right? And we're going to see tonight that Jesus wasn't the only one to talk about it, right? So, but we, in order to be Christ-like, we have to be kingdom-minded. In order to be kingdom-minded, we have to be spiritually-minded, right? Because if we're, if we're carnally-minded, then really we know that according to the scripture that's enmity with God. And to be spiritually minded brings us into peace with God, right? And that, and really, the kingdom of God is something that brings peace. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew chapter five, "Blessed are the peacemakers." We're supposed to be peacemakers. And if we go and we live and we operate and we move by the kingdom of God, now we could be peacemakers in this world. We could be influential in this world, right? And it's not because of us, but we're bringing glory to the kingdom of God. We're expanding the kingdom. All right. So I uh, mentioned last week we uh, I went over the uh, uh, the Hebrew meaning for uh, kingdom in the Bible and it's basilia, right? So it's spelled for those taking those B A I B A S I L E I A, and how that meant uh, kingdom. It means dominion. It means uh, to rule, royal power. So as we go in God's, as we go and we move out of the kingdom of God, we're spreading God's rule, His dominion, not ours, Amen. right? And then I talked about also how it was, you know, we, we hear the kingdom of God preached and we see it and we read about it in the New Testament, but it wasn't just a New Testament thing, it was also in the Old Testament, Amen. right? Uh, in, in the Old Testament, and I gave the Hebrew word last, last week for Mamakah. It's spelled uh, M-A-M-L-A-K-A-H, which is kingdom. It means dominion again, right? And reign and sovereignty. And we went to the scriptures of Psalms chapter 8, verses 4 through 6, and then also uh, Genesis chapter 1. And I'm going to read that. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have what? Dominion. Over the fish of the sea. What else? Over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Over all the earth. That is the kingdom of God. As we live and we move, we're supposed to take territories throughout all the earth. Right? Alright, so and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That is the kingdom. Right? So, when, when Jesus showed up, we have to understand that the Jews, the Israel at that time, they were looking for an earthly kingdom. They were looking for an earthly kingdom because they were waiting for the Messiah to come. And what happened was they were expecting someone who was 
handsome looking, someone who was wealthy, and then someone who was going to rally up the people and establish the kingdom of God right there on earth. Right? So, but Jesus came in the opposite of what they were expecting. Like if you put David and you put Jesus up in the natural together and figure out who's the handsome one 10 out of 10 times, everybody's going to pick David. Right? Because David was good looking. That's what the scriptures tell us. So while they were looking for an earthly kingdom to be established because they wanted to get out of from Roman rule, see, when we look in the Old Testament, Israel fought other nations, right? So that's what they were looking for, that king to rise up and rally them up and then so they can overthrow the Roman government, right? But Jesus, God had other plans, right? Because God was thinking about us in this time frame for us, right? So he was thinking of a spiritual kingdom. Right, so this is why when the disciples asked Jesus, "Well, teach us how to pray," in Matthew six, right, he says, "Our Father, who art, which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. What Thy kingdom come, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done with on earth as it is in heaven." Right, so we're supposed to be living out the kingdom here on earth, but we can see the church as a whole has not been living out the kingdom. Right, so we, 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 we talked about it before, we mentioned it over and over that it, it is constantly the world is getting darker and darker because that is our fault. That is the church's fault. Right? We're not doing what we're supposed to do. Right? So I talked about how the kingdom requires a spiritual mindset. Alright, so I um familiar text that I've read the last couple of weeks dealing with the kingdom of God. Well, first Corinthians four twenty, for those that have been here should know by heart that what? The kingdom of God is not in word, but in what? Power. Right? So, I talked about how that word power there means dunamis. Right? Now, we're familiar with that word. We've been in church at any point in time. We're familiar with that word dunamis. And, but, what was just the, we can't just take one scripture. I gave a little bit of background, I think, a couple weeks ago. But, when Paul was writing to the Corinthian church, after he left, you had people who were trying to rise up and basically trying to take over, trying to disregard Paul. And what happened was they were talking, 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 and Paul said, look, if I come back there, we're going to see. Basically, paraphrasing, we're going to see who's real, right? And power, not just in power and signs and wonders, but power in how you carry yourself because we know that we can talk, 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 but if we're not living right. See, the same power, same dunamis power that's there for signs and wonders 2 Peter chapter 1 tells us that it's also there for holiness, living out holiness and godliness. So we can't have one without having the other. It's just not going to manifest that way. And one thing I talked about last week, how the dunamis power can be used for the kingdom of God and it can also be used for evil. Right? So in Luke 10, 19, Jesus says, he says, uh, Behold, I give unto you power, authority, to tread over the serpents and scorpions. And to have all power over the what? Enemy. That word power, there, over the, the enemy's power is dunamis as well. All right, and we're going to see here in the scripture here, and I, I, I never realized the Lord showed me something this uh, yesterday with this in uh, Acts, but we'll, we'll get there in a minute. So, we have to understand that we can't just live out of the dunamis power. The dunamis power comes from the Holy Spirit for us as God's children. Because he told, he told the disciples in Acts chapter 1 and 8, hey, wait. Until the Holy Spirit comes, that you will have power, right? And that, that word power there was dunamis power because they needed both. But think about this. Didn't he send the 70 out? 
before they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. He, he sent the 70 out, right? So what did he send them out with? He sent, he sent, he sent the uh, disciples in Matthew 10 out. He sent the 12 disciples out. They weren't baptized yet. Matter of fact, he didn't even breathe on them yet. Right? Because he, he later on, he breathes on them and says, Receive ye the Holy Ghost in John. Yeah. So at this point, he didn't even breathe on them. So what are they going out with? They went out and they cast out spirit. Right? So we're going to see here in a minute because it, it requires both. It requires both of, us, both of those things for us to be kingdom-minded Christians. If we're just trying to look for and operate out of doing His power, we won't make it. This is something the Lord gave me, that just because we are Christians and have the Holy Spirit living in us, doesn't mean we will be in Deuteronomy's power 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Right? But sometimes we, 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 we think that and then we're like, Lord, what's wrong? Right? Because we're looking for the wrong thing. We're, we're, we're trying to operate out of the wrong thing. 1 Corinthians 12 and 11 says the Holy Spirit freely gives as He wills. Right? It's not our will, but it's as He wills. Right? But what, what, what is going to get Him to move? Let's turn to Matthew chapter 10. Actually, let's go to Luke chapter 4 first. says he come back in power, right? That word power there is dunamis, right? So let's look at verses 31. We'll, we'll, we'll start at 31. All right, so what happens right before this is the town is sitting up here about to thrust Jesus over a mountainside. And, 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 and Jesus being all big and bad by himself walks right through the midst of them. Right, and untouched. See, sometimes we, we think we may find ourselves in a dangerous situation, but we got to be imitators of Christ, and we got to be kingdom minded, and we got to trust God that right. He's not as long as we're walking and we're doing His His will, His purpose. He's not going to let us leave until we fulfill that purpose and plan. But if we're just wandering and not doing that, we don't know what our purpose is. Then we're going to be out of the will, right? We're going to be out of the will, and then we might find ourselves somewhere where we're not supposed to be. Alright, so Luke 4, 31. Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with what? Authority. Right? Authority. So, as we go out in the kingdom and we start preaching the gospel of the kingdom, we need to go in authority. We can't be passive about this, but we, it doesn't mean we're going to sit up here and, and beat people over the head with it, but we're basically going to be confident. We're going to be confident in what, what, what we're saying and, and how we're living. Alright, verse 33. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. 
But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. So let's stop right there real quick. So Jesus rebukes him. Do we think that's due to his power? Or do we think that's authority? It's authority. 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 Absolutely. Authority. Authority. Right? But we need both. We need both. Watch this. Okay. Uh, all right. So Jesus rebuked all. Verse 36. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is. For with authority and power, for with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. So we need both. And otherwise, because we always go to the book of Acts, and I think I, I talked about this a while ago, but, you know, when you get to Acts, when then you hear people teach it, and they're always like, dudamus, 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 dudamus. No, well, you need authority. Right? Because really, we, we focus in on the dudamus, but the authority is just as important, if not more important, than the dudamus. That's what we need. That's right. That's what we need. We need the exousia power. That is the authority. That's what we need to go in. The authority is what's going to make the difference. But we can't focus in on the dudamus. There is a time for the power, for that dudamus power to come. Right? Because I said that dudamus power comes from the Holy Ghost. There is a time. But see, we're waiting sometimes because we're thinking and we're moving and we're looking for the dunamis power and then we're praying and we're like, God, please do this. God, please do this. No, we need to. God is waiting on us. He's waiting on us to step out and utilize our authority. And, and that's what the church has a hold. That's what we haven't been doing. We're, 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 we're begging God. We're pleading with God. But no, we have to go into the situation. We have to speak to the situation. We have to be the kingdom. That's being the kingdom. That is taking authority. Right? So people are thinking, well, you take the dunamis power and then you're going to cast out the demonic spirit. No, it's authority. It's the authority that, that takes over that. Now, if you don't know what you're doing, now the Holy Spirit may come in there at that point and take over. Why? Because, you know, sometimes we can't be ignorant to some things. Right? We don't know. What, and, but we have to continue to walk in His will. So we have to know that we have to operate out of the authority of God. And that is what's going to bring the victory into our lives, our circumstances, our situations. We're expecting God to move a lot of times, even whether it's job, uh, work, family. You know, we take authority over the situation. We take authority over the atmosphere. We, we, we take authority. And that is what's important. And we're going to see that right here. So let's turn to uh, Matthew chapter 10. And we'll begin at verse 1. Anybody got another translation? 
Besides King James, New King James. Which says authority. There you go. Yeah, authority. authority. Thank authority. you. That's what that that's what that word power that means. That that's the Zeusia, the authority. He gave them authority. Right? We gotta remember, they weren't baptized in the Holy Ghost yet. It was the authority of what caused them to go out and do what they did. Okay, finish reading. Verse 2. Okay. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Philip, and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the publican. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. <coughs> Excuse me. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils freely, you have received freely give. Start right there. Alright, so again, he's telling them to do what? Verse 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have received, freely give. Right? He gave them the authority to go out and do that. He has given us the authority to go out and do it. So, you know, we, we have to realize it, that we're all familiar with Elijah and Elisha, right? We have more Holy Spirit in us than they But we're not seeing the miracles and signs and wonders they did. What's that? They, they weren't baptized in the Holy Ghost. But if you read about Elijah and Elijah, they exercise authority. They exercise authority, right? Moses exercised authority, right? But he said uh, in John. Uh, John chapter 3 verse 34 that the Holy Spirit was given to Jesus without measure. Right? So that's available to us because he says what? I'll be in you a well of living water. Springing up into everlasting life. Right? So that's why I always say Christians should never run dry. Christians should never run dry. If we're running dry then there's a disconnect with our walk with God. Right? Because as, as believers we should never be dry. Right? Doesn't mean Everything's going to be go our way, but we should, as Christians, we should never be dry, especially as kingdom Christians. Amen. So, we have to understand it is the authority that will help us to go out and carry out the assignment that God wants each and every one of us to do. And we have to be mindful that, that it is that authority that casts out spirits, it's that authority that brings healing. See, it, it, it's time out for all that begging. And stuff and hoping and we're thinking one way we're thinking it's the dunamis power and Jesus is just sitting back saying no I'm waiting on you to do something yeah. right because and you look at Matthew 16 19 I read this last mm -hmm. week in Matthew 16 and he talks about when he says who he goes he goes to the type said who the men say that I am and when Jesus when Peter says you are the Christ and and Jesus says yeah no one revealed that to you but my father, right? And then what does Jesus say in verse 19? I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. 
Not the keys to the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom. The keys represent power and authority. Right? So, I see some looks on faces here, so let me help you right this. So, if I give you keys to the house, that means you can unlock the, you can unlock the door, you can enter in, but I didn't give you the keys of the house to give you full access, to give you authority everywhere. Right? So, sometimes what we're doing is we're taking the key and we're just walking in, and then we're waiting for Christ to come to do something. But no, he says, I'm giving you the keys that, like I said, keys represent power and authorities. That's why he comes back and says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's not the deuteronomous power. That is the Zeusia power. That's the authority Amen. we have. So we don't understand the authority. That's why the scriptures say my people perish for a lack of knowledge. If we don't understand the authority that we have, then we can't fully walk out. In. That's another reason why the enemy wants to attack our minds. See, because if he attacks our mind, that gets us to doubt. Right? So now, we're saying, see, he can attack all he wants, but he can't stop the power of the Holy Ghost. But he can keep us from walking in the authority. See, because even if he attacks supernaturally, the Holy Ghost, God is going to come to, you know, to combat that, to defeat him. But if he attacks our mind, then we will never know who we are. If we don't have confidence to know that Christ has given us the authority to walk out and do the things that he's called us to do. That's how we become imitators of Christ. That's why he wants to attack us. That's why he wants to attack us to get us to doubt. He'll attack us by placing things, listening to certain different kinds of music, watching movies that we're not supposed to be watching. Right? So I, I know Christians, they'll sit up there and they watch horror movies all day. So what's going to happen when they go to pray? They're going to have that image of what they watch. Right? And then they're going to wonder why they're walking around defeated. Why they're walking around sad. Right? Because we're not supposed to be looking at that stuff. Amen. Right? And, 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 there's, it, and like I said, you know, deuteronomy is for the kingdom of God and it can also be used for the kingdom of darkness. And that's what's been going on. That's why when we see some of these movies, we've talked about it before, we see some of these movies, they have a prophetic there's sometimes ahead, even when we talked about, there's movies in the past that um, portrayed viruses and things like that. Same thing that's going on today, right? And you look at, it's not a godly, it's not a god movie, it's a sci-fi, but you look at The Matrix. There's a lot of biblical meaning in that movie. A lot of biblical meaning. Things that we will overlook if we're not paying attention and we don't, we don't have knowledge of the word, Right? In the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's a lot of things you, you, you can pick up on, but most people don't. I, I remember the, the warehouse job that I had in Connecticut, the one I hated <laughs> working at. Uh, guy was coming to me and asking me, he always used to ask me questions all the time. We used to always talk about the Bible. But anyway, and he was we were talking about the movie The Matrix, and uh, somebody walked up and said, why are you talking about that? Because they didn't understand, we were, we were discussing the biblical references that were in the movie. And the person there didn't understand. But there are, there, there are a lot of movies like that. right? And, and, and we have to wonder, how did they get that? That ain't God giving it to them. Because a lot of stuff is evil. Right? That's, that's the demonic side. Yeah. Right? And, and, and it's like, that is almost like fortune telling there. Mm. Right? So we know the things of God will be foretelling. Right? So... We, you know, we, we have to understand it. But there's certain things we, we, we have to be careful of what we allow to come in. If we're spending all our time, all day, looking at social media, 
right? Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go to hell. Nope. But are you going to be able to operate in the full authority mm -hmm. that Christ wants you to? No, you will not. Mm -hmm. you, you will not. It, it just won't happen. See, and I was talking to somebody yesterday, and, and we, we talked about, because he was talking about a time he was out and he was ministering, and he just said a prophetic gift came over him. Right, and then he, when, when he told me the story, when he came back, well, the prophetic gift came over him, and then people were uh, coming to him, and he was prophesying, and, and these were all unbelievers, and then they were going to get more people coming back, and then they were going to get more people and coming back, right, and then they asked him to go with them somewhere, but what he was saying to me, the, the moral, what he was saying was this, sometimes people don't understand the price. That has to be paid. Mm -hmm. Some people think they're just going to go in and walk in it. Amen. Now, God is sovereign. God can move and operate through anybody. Mm -hmm. Right? But there is a price to pay. Because you're not going to be able to watch the things that you want to watch sometimes. You're not going to be able to engage in certain conversations. Some Christians will. Right? Some Christians will. But there is a cost. Right? There's a cost. It can be a lonely walk. Amen. This can be a lonely walk. It, you know, when you spend a time in prayer because God will keep people away from you, that's going to keep you down. And, and, and sometimes we're looking and we're thinking we're being rejected, but it's really God protecting us Amen. because he's trying to grow us. Amen. But then sometimes we, 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 we keep trying to reach back for them people and, and it's not getting us anywhere. And then when they hurt us, then we get mad at them. <laughs> right? And, and it's not their fault, it's our fault. Amen. Right? Because God is trying to do something. He's trying to separate us. Look, look how many times Jesus went away by himself to pray. Amen. Right? And we don't even pray probably a quarter of what Jesus prayed. Amen. Right? But we should be praying a lot more. Right? That requires time. If we're always talking and we always got to be around somebody talking, then, you know, that's going to shortchange some things. Right? That, that's going to shortchange some things. Amen. So we have to be careful at picking up the phone, talking to somebody. All the time, you know, not that we can't do those things, but there has to be a balance with it. But like I said, in order to walk this walk, it, there's going to be a price to be paid. There's going to be a price to be paid. You're, you're not going to be able to do things that other people do. Or you just be a corner Christian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you can just be a corner Christian. I mean, it's, it, that's scriptural. First Corinthians chapter 3. You could be a corner Christian, you know, but, you know, you'll be in danger whether or not you're going to make it or not. Oh, that's no. right. Amen. So, you know, we we have to be intentional in this walk. Amen. We have to be intentional because distractions, distractions are real, distractions are gonna come, and it'll be easy to get caught up in it. Trust me. It'll be easy. I know, it'll be easy. Right? And, it, and it's not something that we're we're purposely doing sometimes, but you know, the enemy will bring distractions to get us off guard. And the enemy will try to nothing. And sometimes not even the enemy. Like I said, we, we, we give the enemy too much credit. Sometimes the only when we get so busy running around here, there, and doing so many things. And then we wonder, God, where are you? And he's like, I've been here the whole time. Where are you? That's right. You know, and these things we, we take for granted. But no, because he loves us. He, he wants us to grow. He wants us to be walking out this kingdom. He wants us to, 
exercise this authority. But it's up to us. It's up to us on whether or not we're going to do it. Alright, let's go to Acts chapter 8. He showed me something in this. I ain't maybe y'all seen it, but I, I, I don't think I've seen it before. Put this later in the chapter. <laughs> Alright, we'll probably. So this is time where Paul's not Paul yet. This is Saul. Alright, so Stephen was just persecuted. And Stephen was a what? Deacon, right? We, we established that before. That Stephen was a deacon, but he was a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. Alright, so now Jesus told them they were going to go and they were going to be witnesses to all of Jerusalem, to Samaria, and to all the parts of the world. And I think I talked about this before that. They weren't leaving Jerusalem. They weren't leaving Israel. They were going to stay right there. And it took the persecution to force them out. Right? But here's the thing. The church went. The apostles stayed. Look at, look at the scriptures. Yeah. The, 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 church, the church went. The apostles stayed in Jerusalem. The apostles stayed in Jerusalem, but the church went. Say, so it doesn't matter if, you, if you're apostle, prophet, pastor. It doesn't matter. We're going to see right here in a minute. Alright, verse 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Philip was one of the seven. Understand, he later becomes an evangelist. Right now, he's a deacon. He left Jerusalem as a deacon, preaching the word. Right? And he went to Samaria. What's significant about Samaria? That the Jews did not care for the Samaritans, right? They treated them like dogs. They called them half-breeds, right? This was something that goes all the way back to the Assyrian time. So they were not fond, fond of them. So it took the persecution for the church to go into Samaria. And they sent, well, they didn't send. Philip went there. Deacon Philip went there. He's not evangelist Philip yet, but he turned into evangelist. All right, so verse 6. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So Philip was performing miracles, right? So this wipes out some of the pastors. There's a few pastors, again, I said that they thought only the apostles. Uh, only signs and wonders performed through the apostles. Well, we can see right here in the Bible that's not true because Philip was an apostle. All right, verse 7. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Verse 9. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery, and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was someone, was someone that was great. Alright. Is there anybody in here that will think sorcery and Witchcraft is of the kingdom of God. Alright, I just want to make sure before we go for it. Alright, so we all agree. Alright, so remember when I talked about how the dunamis power can be used for the kingdom of God, but it can also be used for the kingdom of darkness, right? Verse 10, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, 
This man is the great power of God. That word power there is dunamis. Right? So he was using dunamis power of the devil. Right? So that, that, this is another evidence right here that it can be used for good or it can be used for evil. Right? So they thought he was somebody special because of what he was doing in that city. So he was looked up to. And trust me, it ain't come from God. Verse 11. And to him they had regard because that of the of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, Philip was doing what? Preaching the kingdom of God. Amen. That's what we have to be preaching. The kingdom of God. That's what's supposed to be preached. I think I talked about this before. I mentioned it before. Nothing else should be preached. Right? Nothing else should be preached but the kingdom of God. That's what the scriptures say. In the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Then Simon himself believed. What does it say? Simon believed. Right? So this is someone who was operating in darkness. Right? But he's seeing Philip. He's seeing Philip, he's hearing what Philip is saying, and he's seeing what Philip is doing, and now he believes. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So now he's seeing, even though he performed some signs and wonders himself, but now he's seeing some greater stuff. He's seeing so because God's power always supersedes the enemy's power. Amen. And he's wondering... How is this going on? Because he's never done anything like this. I'm paraphrasing. Alright, verse 14. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem, and if you go back and you read the, chapter 7, it'll tell you that the apostles never left Jerusalem. So, but this is right here, another one. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was falling upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. They laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Understand, this is not Deuteronomy's here. This is the authority. This is, this is the uh, authority. And this is how we're going to see because the Lord showed me this. Verse 18. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Who's got another translation? What is your, uh, what do you got, mother? In verse 19, for power. But he didn't have the authority. Right? So the authority of God 
the authority we have, it should be reproduced in others. It should be reproduced in others. There's nothing for us to hoard on, but it should be re reproduced in others. And guess what? It's a gift. It's a gift. You don't have to purchase it. You don't have to do so many whatever hail marys or whatever. That that, that no, uh, -uh. <laughs> that that's not gonna do it, right? But it, it's a gift. And see what happens is this is the issue with the church. When we get a gift, we can do what? We can receive it or we can reject it. Amen. We can receive it and we can put it on a shelf somewhere. We can receive it and we can misuse it. Right? So we have to use it the way it was intended to, to be used. But he was actually trying to get the authority. Right? So that's what we have. I, and I don't know how many of I've had people over the years say this to me. Man, I, I want what you have. Right? I want what you have. What is it? I, I, you know, and, and really, that's really a testimony. Right? For somebody to say that. That, that I mean, I've heard it multiple times. And that's testimony that you're doing something right. When, when somebody says that to you, right? It's not for us to get big-headed or anything like that. But, again, there's a price to pay. And really, the price is obedience. That's, that's the price. Obedience. Alright, uh, verse 20. But Peter said unto him... We'll get ready to finish up here. Uh, but Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this manner, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this if this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. Verse 23, For I perceive that thou art with the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. He was envious. That's what that means. He was jealous. He was jealous of the authority that they had. Right? He wasn't, he wasn't, even focused on the dunamis power. But he was jealous of the authority because the authority is what makes the difference. That's what makes the difference. That's what brings change. That's what changes the atmosphere. It's the authority. And if we don't operate in the authority, then we're going to be defeated more times than not. We can't sit up here and wait thinking that Jesus is going to come down and, and fight the battle because we've all heard it. I, I probably not said it before. You know, Step back, Jesus is going to step in the ring for No, he ain't doing all that. He ain't. That's not what the scriptures show. He's waiting for us to step out. It, it, it's time out for the boo-hooing and waiting. God, can you do this? Can you do No, he, he's already done. Jesus has already done it. He's given us the authority, but we have to walk in it. We, we have to walk in it. And, and it. and it's nothing to be, it's nothing hard or difficult. <laughs> right? But we, we have to believe. We, we have to believe, we have to have faith that God, that we are who God says we are. Amen. And, if, and if we don't believe that, then we're going to be defeated. Right? But if we're walking in authority now, others are going to be like, I want what you have. And not even just the unsaved world, but even within the church. Because we go to a lot of churches, they're not, they don't understand the authority. They keep talking dunamis, not understanding the authority that we have. Right. And, and see, and then now, what we do is, we, we, like I said, it takes faith. We speak things and we're speaking negative when we should be speaking in faith with the authority. Amen. And then what we're doing is we're exercising our faith in the negative that we speak because it's more tangible because we can see it. 
But now, we don't exercise our faith in the things in the Spirit. That's why he says, call those things that be not as though they were. But yet, we're always focusing on the here and the now. What we see, what we can touch, what we can smell, what we can taste, we're always focusing on that. So we will speak the negative aspect, and then we're exercising the faith. And we're really, we're cursing ourselves. We're cursing ourselves, we're cursing the situation. But we have to speak the word, we have to exercise the authority and speak to the situation. And we have to speak it in faith. That's what's going to bring the change to the situation, right? It's not. About, it doesn't matter what job you work at. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO. Doesn't matter if you're a cook at McDonald's. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But doesn't matter how much you make because we see when he sent the disciples out, he sent them out without the money. See, because he sent them out with the authority. We're thinking we need this, we need that to be successful. We don't need that to be successful in the kingdom of God because really, money is an earth thing. It's a man thing. God didn't create that. He, he didn't create that. But we, we get caught up in it. We need this. I need this before I do that. No. We just need to obey and walk out in the power of the Lord. And walk out in authority. And be who He called us to be. And that right there is being an imitator of Christ. Amen? Amen. I'll stop right there and we'll pick up on... I didn't even get to the parables. But, uh, you, you, yeah, cause we get sometimes we get caught up in the parables, and the, and the parables are really simple. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll stop right there. Amen. 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 Amen.